All right, guys, this next guest needs very little introduction. A pioneer in Australasian MMA. It's a pleasure to welcome the one and only Dan the Hangman Hooker. Back to Submission Radio, Dan. I feel like uh, you're just a regular piece of Submission Radio now, and uh, a Dan Hooker room, a conference room, is being put together as we speak. I'm looking forward to it, lads. <laughs> well, as we say, persistence uh, persistence pays off. I ignored your first uh, thousand messages. messages. <laughs> that 39th message really got me going, boys. We what? did the Kim Kardashian approach. We stalked every social and we messaged persistently <laughs> until it paid off. Stage five. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it, man. We really appreciate you uh, you chatting with us. And as you said in the message, you promised first dibs. So really appreciate it, Dan. Thank you. Dude, what's what's the last week been like? We see you've got the sick backdrop in your hotel room. We know it's a crazy place where you are at the moment. What, what has the last week been like since UFC 257 for you? Uh, it's actually been really good. It's actually been really good. Um, they gave us the boot off Yes Island um, Sunday of the fight. So we, we left Sunday, came to Dubai, got set up at our hotel and then just been um, exploring the city uh, ever since. Been making my way around Dubai, been to the Adventure Park. Um, yeah, just checking out everything, checking out the city. Good people. Uh, I got the hotel across the road from uh, TK MMA Fit, uh, Sean Sullivan. That's where Bam Bam's doing his camp for mm. his fight. And there's just a, uh, just a bunch of good fighters there, good blokes. And they've been, you know, taking us to the beach and, and everyone's just been hanging. Yeah, I've just been exploring the city and uh, hanging out with good people. Okay. Before we talk 257 uh, Adventure Park, what was that like for you? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, what's it called? Like the Atlantis, the Atlantis Water Park. Uh-huh. It's pretty crazy. It's, it's cool here that you can go out like we're in the sun all day and... I like no sunscreen and I didn't get burnt once. You go to New Zealand, five minutes, five minutes in the <laughs> in sun. In 15 and degree got, weather, in 15 degree and I got weather, a pink, in the sun out. Yeah, and it, it's cloudy and I got a red face after 10 minutes. So I was, um, it's sick. It's, it's winter over here, which is like New Zealand summer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about, you mentioned Fight Island before, so let's just quickly talk about UFC 257 because you mentioned it. You've had a little bit of time now since it's all gone down. Have you had a chance to sort of look back and uh, sort of look back at the fight and your time uh, on the event? Oh yeah, of course. Like I see the fight, I just had. To be honest, I just had. I have nothing. I had nothing to say. <laughs> like a week went past, and like what? Um, what can you say? What can you say? There's, there's. You have, you have good days, bad days. Uh, and like you prepare, you go into these kind of things and you prepare yourself for like worst case scenario. But even that, even that took the cake. <laughs> <laughs> it surprised you. Even, even that, that surprised me how bad it went. That was, uh, that was like the, the very surprising thing. So I was like, what, what can you say? What can you say? I had, I had like no, no words to describe that. You're like, come to, and then you're just like, whoa, like, I've just wasted, I've just wasted like four months, four months of my life for that, you know? Oh, yeah. You got to <laughs> love that. You got to absolutely love that. What do you, let me ask you, if, if we were to get sort of a little bit technical, what do you attribute the, the fight result to? Was it, did you feel like you had an off night? Did anything about Chandler surprise you? What was it? Um, 
Yeah, I can't. Like, it's uh, that's like the funny thing. Like, Zigden, Zigden should have zagged. That's uh, <laughs> that's all it is. Like, it's a like fighting is like a it's like a mixture of of thinking and like uh, and and your reactions. Like, you're you're like balancing your your um, like process thought and then and then your reactions. I felt felt like I like calm, could see everything. Was was thinking was like sharp in there, um, yeah. Relied on like switch, just relied on my reaction to to get out of the way of that punch, and it it, it let me down. So it's it's so uh, yeah. It's hard to des- it's hard to describe. Like it's such a it's such an obvious um, it's like such an obvious error and such like a a, a very costly mistake. Yeah, it was it was one of those situations as well where we saw you were a little, you were pretty frustrated after the fight. You took the gloves off there for a sec. I think the commentator said, um, "What was going through your mind? Did you take off the gloves? Was it just pure frustration?" In that moment, were you thinking maybe this is it? What, what, what was the sort of thought process behind it? Oh, always, yeah. You're always like frustrated after a loss. Um, yeah, like I balance everything like sheer frustration. Um, like you're disappointed and then you get back to the hotel and I'm like, yeah, in that moment, I was like, that's, that's, I'm done. I'm finished <laughs> with the shitty sport. I'm done. Then you get back to the hotel and you like sit down and you think about it and you realize you're not good at anything else either. So it's like, well, <laughs> I'm kind of, I was thinking, well, Shit, I've kind of painted myself into a into a bit of a corner. <laughs> mm. Are you? Are you, happy? I can't, I, you can't like. Uh, yeah, people think you're like gonna be like rolling around, like rolling around in depression and like not like not getting out of bed. But it's just it, it, like I know what it is. It is what it, this is a sport I've been doing and fo- like following for my entire adult life. So I like it was. It's like always a possibility. But you're not like rolling around. Like a loss like this, you're not like rolling around in depression, like super upset. Like it, it kind of, it kind of, it's self-explanatory, and it is what it is. And I can honestly say, like, you know, I'm not like any, I'm not any more upset than the like when I lost the Poirier fight. Mm. Like people, your people are gauging, people are gauging like the fan reaction to the fight. Or, or like how they how they felt about the fight, but not. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's like a true representation of how like you feel about the fight. Like I'm I'm as upset about that fight. Well, it's like a little bit different. The fan reaction was <laughs> like good to the last one uh, to the Poirier loss. You're you pretty much go like worst case scenario in the in the last fight. But it's like I'm just as disappointed about like both both are losses. Both over time and, and you understand that if you follow the sport enough, like people remember, oh, that was a great fight, that was a great fight. Then time passes, you know, two years. Oh, oh, oh did he fight Dustin Poirier? <laughs> five years later, you know, five years after the fight, they're just like they look over your record and they just see the the like the red and the green. Mm. They just see win. They just see win and loss. So I understand that, you know, 
in this sport, like losing, losing is losing and, and winning is winning. And it doesn't like, it's the same thing, like an inch or a mile. It's, uh, it doesn't matter if you, if you win, you win. And if you lose, you lose. And if you follow the sport, like long enough, you see, you see that, that, that happens time and time again. Dominic mm. Toretto doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile. So yeah, <laughs> fast and the furious going down. Yeah. And I, and Dan, like, like you mentioned, you're over there training right now. Would it be safe to say that you're sort of excited to get back in there now? And that thought is just completely gone out of your brain at this point, or is it still sort of in the back there? Oh, it's like, uh, yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, like a little, uh, when you lose, it's never, it's never like you're rolling around depressed. Um, yeah. And then I was like, Oh, maybe I'll drink my sorrows away. I went to the bars, twenty dollars a beer in Abu Dhabi, and I said, "Well, that that plans out the bloody window." Conor McGregor has a bottle of gym. proper twelve in his room, Dan. You should have gone up there, knocked on the door. <laughs> hey, buddy, can I come in? Someone should have given me his yeah. Someone should have given me his room number. But twenty dollars a beer. I was like, "Well, I'm not drinking my sorrows. I'm going to the gym." But it's yeah, it, it's never like a you're rolling around like an overwhelming depression, like a, you're sad or anything. Um, when you are like a loss or a loss like that, it's just it's just like a more of like a like a constant ringing. It's just like a constant ringing in your ear, like you know, you're just like it's just ringing in your ear, and it just like over time it'll irritate you long enough that you're you need to. It's like an itch you need to scratch, and you need to get back in there and and like avenge it. And the only thing the only thing that I've found that will ever get rid of that is is a win is is to turn that is to turn that around the we're in the sport of you're as good as your last fight um so yeah okay that answers your question yeah 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 but also just to like ask you also bluntly when you were taking your gloves off in the middle of the cage you weren't considering retirement seriously at that point where because that's not what people do they take the gloves off and when people see the gloves come off they go oh dude this is a retirement that wasn't that that was just frustration right like i was like you, you invest so much into like into the sport. You invest so much. Like that was, I didn't even like you prepare for for like a bad case. But that's like, that's like a whole nother level. That's the first time. That's the first time that that's ever happened to me, in my in my career. To to not only lose but to lose in that kind of fashion where you're, but you're out back and you're fine. Like you go back to the hotel. I was like. You don't even feel like you've been in a fight. At least you, you know, you go out there, you fight your heart out, you get busted up, someone gets a bit of you, but you know, you 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 tried. You know, you went out there, you went out on your shield, you tried, you fought hard. Um, that is, that's a lot easier to take. That's like um, because you you went out there and you got. Like, I didn't even feel like I got in a fight. Like back at the, we arrived back at the hotel and I didn't even. I was kind of like, was that you're just thinking more is like, is that a bad dream? Hmm. You're you're just like, <laughs> it's more of like a bad dream case scenario. Hmm. Did you get a chance also to speak to Michael Chandler before you got off the island, or sort of uh, communicate with him after the fight at all, or was there no real opportunity? No, I bumped into uh, I bumped into Henry Hoof first. Mm-hmm. At um, I just went down and get something to eat. He come up to me and just um, yeah, like everyone everyone knows what it is. Um, and then I bumped into Michael in the in the elevator, going back up. And yeah, just same thing. Like 
there's no there's no there's no like malice in it there's no um yeah it is what it is like i just wish him the best as he moves on same thing he just he just wished me the best for my career and that's just what you do um like at this level Mm. i'm curious how long after the fight did you actually uh did you sit down and watch the fight i know fighters have different processes for how long they they go back and watch them sometimes fighters never even watch their losses what was it like for you how quickly did you watch the fight back oh no i watched it like um fairly quick i remember i remember like um a lot of it you can just go from from memory like i remember it's just um yeah like he changed levels i think uh like i relied on my relied on my instincts um or relied on my reaction time um he sold he sold the level change while i thought he was going for a takedown comes up steal the punch like it's there's a million things i could have done that would have um changed that you know there's a there's a million different technical things that or a million different reactions that I could have done and that not happen, but it did. What what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> I, I certainly don't have a time machine. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Floyd Mayweather has a, if anyone has a time machine, Floyd Mayweather has a time machine. Mm -hmm. I do not have a time machine. <laughs> mm. Well, you never know. You've, you've still got some time over there and if they've got those water parks, they might have a time machine waiting for you somewhere around the corner. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But just quickly, while we're talking about UFC 257, what was your reaction when you saw that Dustin beat Connor in the rematch? Oh, he, that's a guy that's earned it. You know what I mean? Like he's that's his that's his like his catchphrase is, is paid in full, <laughs> and that's like 100% what it is. Like that guy, that guy wears his heart on his sleeve. That guy goes out there and and fights his heart out every single fight. Goes out. And, and continually puts it on the line. So it's it's good to see a result for, for a fighter like that or a fighter which I see like a lot of similarities with our careers. Mm. Did anything about Connor surprise you in that one? I know a lot of people were surprised sort of how the, the leg kicks was such a big impact on him in the fight. Uh, in terms of, in terms of, what, nothing in terms of the Conor McGregor that we kind of, I suppose we saw nothing in, in the because... sport surprises me mm. anymore. <laughs> mm. That's why we, that's why we play this sport and why we like this sport because it's just a, uh, it's just an absolute, it's just an absolute roller coaster. Because you guys are pretty familiar with the calf kicks as well. I was going to say, and when I was watching the way that Dustin was fighting Conor, I thought, man, maybe that is. Maybe that was the strategy that Dan and the team would have had if, if he would have faced Conor McGregor eventually. The calf kicks. Um. Well, there's not many. Well, there's not many good southpaw calf kickers. I come to think. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's like a new one. The the like two orthodox fighters calf kicking is um like a pretty uh pretty familiar pretty familiar sight but but at the at the top level yeah southpaw versus southpaw um yeah that's that's like a definitely uh definitely a new tool that, that i haven't seen um from dustin he, he kicks a he kicks a leg or he's a low kicker but it's good it's a good weapon to to kind of add to your arsenal especially against connor who's not um yeah he doesn't doesn't like overly respect the the low kick um, from too many opponents. Mm. How would you feel about a potential? And I don't even know if we should be sort of matchmaking with you at this point. 
But um, how would you feel about a potential Conor McGregor fight? I know Eugene was talking to a Combat TV, and he was asked about that fight um, because you know he's coming off a loss as well. Um, is that something that would interest you? Do you feel I'm like, like I'm mm. like so I like I I say people's names and call people out and do all that kind of thing when when it makes sense mm. when it makes sense. But I'm like I'm being practical about the whole situation, like. I'm like I'm back in the gym. I'm I'm training. I'm I'm wrestling. I'm grappling. But getting hit in the head is not even um, <laughs> getting hit in the head is not even a thought of mine for the for the coming months. Like you just got to be smart about it. So I'm not even thinking about that. So I don't want to sit here and say that you know the headlines come out or oh, Dan Hooker's calling out this guy. Dan Hooker's calling out this guy because I'm not at this stage right now. I'm not I'm not thinking about it like that. That will come um when i'm back in the gym and, and feeling 100 percent, or i am feeling pretty good but when i'm ready to fight when i'm ready to fight and get back in there i feel like that's that's the conversation but to sit here and to say names and to say i'm gonna fight this guy and say i want this guy um when it's when it's so far down the track i think is um i feel like that that would just be talking shit mm -hmm. i feel like <laughs> this is the time to call out like... brock lesnar by the way <laughs> this is the moment <laughs> right here it's our last person i want to get hit by in the... <laughs> yeah and just fyi you said connor's name so that's enough to stitch a headline in there dan hooker no just kidding <laughs> too late dan the headline's there you might as well talk about it thanks for or the like, clicks dan no but like cut it all together you'll cut it all together it'll be like homer simpson on uh, on newsline <laughs> but um no, I wanted to ask you, yeah, timeline-wise, what, what do you think it looks like for you? You're not even thinking about, you know, like proper head sparring or anything. Do you think you could be taking sort of an extended break, um, especially while the, you know, pandemic and travel and stuff is pretty crazy and up in the air? Do you think you might take a little bit of a break at the moment? Um, like it take, I, I feel like it'll be good to, because to, I've been out of sync with the boys for a while. I've been out of sync. Um, you know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool watching like all the well, I get pretty jealous, like watching all the other boys like getting on the same card or, or like roughly around the same time mm. and they're like all um and like moving as a team and, and all kinda in it together. That's like that's like cool to watch, but that's something that I've had to for these last for the last year kinda sit out of sync sit out of sync with my team and you know, I'll I'll get back in the gym and they're all away like fighting and things like that. So it'll be cool. It'll be cool to to like jump back in sync with um, like Israel, Kai, Brad, like and and Vulcan, the rest of the boys. So I, like and that works like timeline um, wise as well. You know they bang these fights out in March and then a few few months after that when they're looking to get back in two three months after after March. That yeah, it'll be cool to get back in timeline wise. It'll be cool to get back in sync um, with my team and and with the boys. Mm. Next week, someone falls out at UFC 259 and Dan Hooker just comes right back in March. <laughs> hey, Dan, I was also going to say before we moved off uh, the topic of when you're going to come back, I know you've been in quite a few wars and stuff and people have wondered if there's any sort of lingering damage there. Um, how, how are you feeling? How is the body feeling? I know you're just after a fight and it, it's just finished up, but just in general, is it? Do you still feel the same like you did a couple of years back? Are there things that you're noticing from time to time from all the wars that you've had in there, or how's the body? Uh, that's like a that's like a complete that's like a that's like a very different 
that's like a very different like kind of sh- like I've never like you don't want to I get hit a lot in previous fights but it's not like I I'm not like relying on my chin I I no one like that's like a headline like you know Dan Hooker's got a good chin or this fighter's got a good chin blah 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 like no one trust me no slain one has, is, slain is weak <laughs> no, one, no one has a good chin like I yeah. I don't have a good chin. This guy doesn't have a good chin. There's just fighters that get hit and fighters that that don't get hit. Like no one, trust me, no one has, no one has a good chin. You get hit, hit with those gloves on. You any, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stick my chin in there and let my wife punch me in the chin. She'll probably <laughs> knock me out. Does that mean that she's a knockout puncher? It's just people get hit in the chin and people don't get hit in the chin. No one is. Um, no one, no one has a good chin. That's a, that's a, that's a myth. Mm. That's actually a very, very smart way to look at it. Um, speaking of myths, uh, this is no myth that uh, people who shave their balls will get six thousand percent more action this coming Valentine's Day. And what better way to do that than with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0, the best grooming tool on the market? You don't want to have an Amazon in your pants this coming Valentine's Day, do you, Dennis? Nah, man. Valentine's Day is an important one. Don't let a pair of hairy balls ruin it for you make make sure they're nice and smooth and also don't forget the crop preserver and the crop reviver these products man they'll keep the boys from sweating and smelling and sticking at the wrong times on valentine's day you guys can get 20 percent off right now plus free shipping with the code word submission and submission radio is presented by manscape so Cass, it's exciting times for valentine's day for all of our listeners and followers. Very exciting times. Um, just one more thing, Dan, before we let you go and get out of your hair. The last thing for me is just when you look at the division, um, just the whole title picture and the way things have shaken up, I'm curious to get your thoughts if you're even thinking about it. Uh, what do you think happens next with this uh, UFC lightweight title belt picture? My honest, my hand on my heart, honest opinion, I do not give up. That's the headline. That's the headline right there. I could not. I could not care less. Like I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even gonna sit here and lie to you, boys. I'm not surprised. Free- I appreciate the honesty, and I thought I thought as much. I just wanted to hear you say I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and Dan, as we wrap up, man, we just wanna. So you can't go home now. To give us the breakdown. So you can't go home now. Because you got to book like one of those um, sort of sessions or spots to get back into New Zealand. So take a, take us through it because I know Israel and the boys got stuck up there. And I've had family that live in New Zealand get stuck in other countries and stuff. So what's the plan for you? Are you going to be staying just over there? You guys just say that question again. And... I think uh, the, old, the old sound cut out for a bit. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the plan for the rest of your time there? Because I know it's hard to get back into New Zealand. You have to like book a certain time period to get back in there. And Israel and the boys got stuck and you're over there right now. So how much longer do you have to be there for? What are you going to be getting up to? And uh, sort of how are you going to make the most of your time overseas, I guess, during these crazy, crazy times? Uh, so I, I like, I have a ticket book. They booked that, uh, would be, they booked that like not over two months ago. My, my tickets for the, the 21st of February. So that's, that's when I'm allowed to get back into New Zealand. So I got three more weeks over here. Like, yeah, it's cool. Uh, you know, I have a month over here and a, a week just flew by. It's good people, good training uh, here at um, TK MMA Fit in Dubai. But there's there's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of a lot of cool people. And I've only, like, ticked off um, 
like a small amount of the my list of, of things that I want to get done over here. So I'm just I'm just enjoying it, going with the flow, enjoying uh enjoying a bit of a holiday. Not many people get to yeah get away get away at a time like this, especially especially somewhere as open as Dubai. Dubai, if I was to describe it, it's like uh, New Zealand, but with masks in public. That's pretty much it. But you're allowed to take if you're smoking or drinking or eating food or at the beach. Then you don't have to wear a mask in public, so it's very. <laughs> I've never heard. Uh, like, I've never heard it described as like, a, very a, like New Zealand, but with a mask in public. I feel like a lot of people are going to travel there now and be like, "Wait a minute, this I don't isn't know. like New I don't Zealand know, at all." Like, you watch, uh, you like watch the news in New Zealand, and there's like big red flashing um, lights on every single one, and you're just like, "The rest of the world is." People are dying in the streets, and then when you get over here, and you're just like, "Oh, people are just wearing masks." Pretty chill. Well, the real reason we want to chat to you, Dan, was just to see that you still got that classic Dan Hooker smile on the face. And uh, we can also say we're not disappointed, man. So, look, really appreciate your time and really good to see that you're in good spirits. Um, always appreciate chatting with you. Always appreciate the banter. And um, you're welcome anytime, man. Enjoy the rest of your time over there. Stay safe and enjoy the training, man. We look forward to seeing what's next for you, Dan. Cheers, lads. Always a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to my office being completed. <laughs> the Dan Hooker press conference room. Absolutely. John Morgan will also be asking the first question. We'll get out of your hair, man. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your time there, man. Thank you so much. Cheers, lads. Thanks as always.